0: Uh, hey, this is Ross Payton with Roleplaying Point Bubble Radio. This is RPBR episode 142, Fallen Flag, Postmortem. And we're doing Two, little- banners. <laughs> Two banners! Two banners. Two banners. <laughs> uh, I never thought I would... I, I, I can't believe I... Two banners sound so much better to me than Gate 9, but uh, I, I never thought I would <laughs> see that day. Also,
1: <laughs> it's, it's actually appropriately like placed in yeah. the actual content, so... Yeah.
0: So uh, in this we we are actually talking over the Google Hangouts uh, because one of our players you know had to move and
2: sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so we have uh, four of the six players here uh, Caleb David Sean and Faust uh, Tom and Aaron are unavailable right now I will try to record another post mortem segment in the the next episode of RPPR, but we. We can probably get a, 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 the ma- majority of the discussion of this uh, campaign uh, through this, because uh, we do have the game's author and me, so and then you know some of our star players. So of course everyone Woo! is a star player. Everyone had an interesting character arc in fallen flag. Uh, so I'll begin by uh, since I was the GM, how the camp- campaign concept came up. Uh, we of course Caleb wanted to run play Red Markets, and so. I was tapped to run it, and uh, we used, we were playtesting all the latest versions of the rules at that time, the beta rules that would then go out for the Kickstarter, uh, and that include collaborative enclave creation. I knew from my input that I wanted something far away from the recession uh so that the players the enclaves would you know be on their own that they couldn't just sneak over the fence to get supplies or you know easily get over the fence or be smuggled back and forth and that kind of thing and deal with different issues than we did with and also make it far away from the brutalists so we don't have to worry about that continuity um although i mean there were a couple of references in there um so that was the beginning of my input um and did we, did we or do we not record that? I don't even remember uh, if we recorded that.
3: Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure we recorded it, but uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if you know where it's at. <laughs>
0: yeah, we have many files uh, at RPPR that I have to Ross's
3: house is like that hard drive in Rogue One. <laughs> it's just this giant, <laughs> stories tall tower with like a robot that goes up and down, yanking out individual hard drives with podcasts. It's the <laughs> backlog.
0: Yep, uh, it was on sale. What can I say?
3: It's got, it, it's got its own atoll that guards it.
0: I got it from a Circuit City. It was the finest technology <laughs> at the time. It was the last thing Circuit City sold
2: before they went out of business. Yeah, weird how uh,
0: with technology like that, how did they how did they lose? The, the- and <laughs> um, anyway, so it was collaborative. So all the everyone got input into uh, the enclave and the factions in there. So uh, I'll just. Uh, talk to each of you for a second, see what you guys put into it, what you remember from the creation of uh, the campaign setup. So Caleb, what do you remember about it? What what are, um, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, Looking back at it now that you've uh, um, gone through the entire campaign.
3: Um, What I recall from it is that everyone was like, I remember thinking about biomes. Like everyone was talking about different, area like they wanted it to be cold and some people wanted it to be in the desert and some people wanted it to be in the woods and and um so uh I was originally thinking Colorado for the slaughterhouse angle because I had uh an idea for that as a um NPC location to include in the book and I thought we could flush that a little bit more. But then I also thought that slaughterhouses often have you know rail lines and trains. Um, and so uh, the idea of doing it on a train seemed like, I, I think, I feel like we did there a little bit on biome. I'm like, so let's just put it in Colorado and then there'll be a train. And so if we want to <laughs> take it on the road, we can take it on the road. Uh, so I remember that much. Okay. Uh, and then the more we talked about the slaughterhouse thing, I kind of liked the idea of like, um, using it to invert economic classes and like, How, you know, the whites were the underclass there because, you know, the illegal immigrants that went to work for protection were actually knew how to run the place and kept everyone alive and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So the Catholic Church angle, I thought I as we get further and further into it, I thought that was cooler and cooler.
0: So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Uh, because, yeah, those those uh, priests have some experience in maintaining civilization in schools in (sighs) hard times and tough areas. So, uh, yeah, Uh, David, what do you remember about that? Um, section about campaign oh, creation setup.
4: Um, once we hit on Greeley, um, I remember not during the actual creation itself, but immediately after, mm. um, I started tagging a couple of friends that I know that are actually from the Greeley area, and I asked them what kind of tips and pointers they could give, thinking that I might be able to help out in some of the later episodes, because we've got the neighborhood fairly well established as the slaughterhouse slash train station, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to find local points of interest, things that would come in. And the thing that they said that really resonated with me is that right now in Greeley, um, depending on which way the wind is blowing, there is a foul stench from each of the cardinal directions (laughs) because one side is the, burning tires. One side is the slaughterhouses. Um, one side is where all of the uh, diesel trucks come in for the truck washes. And no matter where the wind blows in Greeley, there's something bad smelling. And I thought, okay, so the zombie apocalypse, would that improve or would that uh, just make it even worse? And I thought, all right, if there is one component to it that nobody actually looks at as much on paper It's the smell. And I thought, wow, okay, this is setting it up for me.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a good Um, point. Uh, Yeah. Do
4: you have
0: anything
4: else? Everything. Well, and um, what I was going to say is that we managed to pull so many disparate um, factors for how to build it. And we managed to throw everything in just a little bit because – there's the Hispanic meat processing workers. Uh, there's the Catholic priests and nuns that went with their congregation. But the fact that there is also the conductors um, who are running a very tight ship because they're the only ones who know how to keep the train running. Um, I thought that that was a beautiful part that got added. And I think Caleb described the characterization of them as these are some of those super lonely nerds who have absolutely positively no social skills they just know how to run trains
2: oh yeah they were the model train builders
0: yeah Yeah. the train spotters as they would be called uh no relation to the movie um although they probably in the red marks version probably are also hard drug users because why not um
3: well they haven't seen that movie, but they're angry it interfered through Google searches for <laughs> very specific train models.
4: That's that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why do I keep getting this naked picture
0: of you and McGregor? <laughs> uh what does a baby have to do with any of this? Uh,
1: <laughs> so uh good point. Uh Sean. <clears throat> um well I guess okay so Positive points. Uh it was a really rich environment. There was a lot to work with, and we worked quite a bit of even just the minor details mm-hmm. into just regular sessions. There were some missed opportunities, I think. Uh yeah. we didn't focus as much on like I'm looking at the uh actual uh forum post. Yeah. One of the the top exports, the first thing is marijuana and hemp products. We had Celeste. Celeste didn't get a lot of play. That's a good so, point, yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't do thought,
3: a lot a, of the Catholic Church either. Yeah. Uh, we did a little I, I bit. I, Actually, I it, yeah, I thought it could have gone like full canical for Leibowitz, though, depending on the job.
1: <laughs> True. But, uh, okay, we got Father Antonio, the uh, defrocked priest and former lawyer, got, got a fair amount of play. Yeah. Carter, yeah. Joseph O'Connell, not so much. So it, it was an issue of what I guess the group more focused on, what hooks mm-hmm. we took. Um, yeah. to see where it got developed, but I kind of like—I know I was always pushing for you know let's do stuff with Celeste, and it, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't but remember if I offered a lot of job hooks with Celeste, um, I'd, I'd, I
0: because I only remember the jobs that we wound up doing. So. Yeah, Tammy got a little more play,
1: I think. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Celeste. the meth dealer. Yes, everybody <laughs> likes what's her name, Honey Boo Boo's mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but no that aside it was like again it was a really rich environment had a lot of character in and of itself and uh it kind of helped the characters grow i think mm-hmm. kind of a you know very yeah. fertile area yeah we definitely need
0: to talk about character arcs uh and like expectations from the beginning of the campaign to the end of the campaign but uh, oh those changed yeah yeah <laughs> they did uh, a lot mm-hmm. of things changed from beginning to end but um uh, faust any thoughts on the campaign creation
2: Set up. I thought it was funny how there was a guy that was really... or oh, wait, no. This might be... Uh, I might be remembering a, a different one. Uh, the guy who's really good at making slingshots is probably not not part of this one. I think that was part of the original one. I think,
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's in the book. Uh, yeah. The slingshot guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. To be fair,
0: most enclaves probably have a slingshot guy. I mean, like, because <laughs> slingshots are hella useful, you know? Yeah.
2: I really liked how, uh, like, it... It got touched on a couple times, but, like, there is one place in the Enclave that everybody goes for privacy, and, like, the, it's sort of communally shared. I thought that was really interesting, but there's probably <laughs> just, like, one cargo container that everyone's like, all right, I got it from, like, 10 to 12. You can have it from, like, twelve thirty 30 to 1.
3: They have a whiteboard outside.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last whiteboard of the uh, wasteland. Um, yeah. That was a job. Oh, yeah, we never raided that office supply
0: store. Exactly. Yeah, there were a lot of jobs. Uh, I do remember one job in particular that you guys didn't take that I really wanted you to take. Uh, and that was the uh, getting UV light bulbs for the uh, reptile scientists. I uh, was for that. Uh, I know you were for that. <laughs> so I wound up running it later, that same scenario, uh, for... Um, some of the Pat- uh, for some of the Kickstarter backer games. And I think I ran it on Patreon as well. Uh, but yeah, Because the whole idea, the complication for that, which you guys, which I wanted to throw at you guys, but you didn't take it, uh, was a pack of intelligent coy wolves that were smart enough to kite zombies to humans that were assholes to them. So. Oh, we we ran into the coy wolves once or twice,
2: I think. Uh, but we you were up, aware uh, of them,
0: but you never like had to go to a place that they were using
2: as a yeah. Player, so we, we called up. What what was that guy's name? Uh, Scrimshaw. Um, Scrimshaw. We called up Scrimshaw. Like, hey, what do we do about coy wolves? Yeah. Uh,
0: and <laughs> like, I think it was just like leave them in the hell alone.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's
2: exactly what he said.
3: It's a weird thing in red markets, but like the whole like. Plot hooks that never were talked you mm. have as a GM just it's like a million times worse. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're just like, damn it! <laughs> I really wanted to do that one. Yeah, because like,
0: there's a, you have to come up with like three three adventures every <laughs> session, or at least uh, yeah. Well, on not no. every session, but like um there's like yeah, always two unused adventures for every adventure ideas for every one adventure they go on. Um so, yeah, so we talk about uh, adventures. Uh, so the first session, of course, was a score to loot from a fracking site. And then things got oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, that went bad. Uh, that did go <laughs> bad. And I do remember a comment, a recent comment, I think, uh, an RPVR Edition pointed out how v- even in the first session, uh, Caleb's character, uh, Half Off, turned down the uh, an opportunity to make extra bounty in order to screw the DHQS <sighs> over.
2: Yep, and,
0: yes. which became a running theme of what half, what will half do? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, you I know, think- for someone who's saying he's just wanting to help his family, he, he he's a bitter, <laughs> he bitter man. Kinda let, he kind of did yeah. not always go for the money. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. But uh, so, yeah, Kale, what are your thoughts on half and half's character arc? And, well, the, well um, let's focus on the first session first.
3: Uh, okay. But, uh, well, when I made half, my biggest concern was like. Not being, I mean, I know his name's a sick, ill-favored joke, but I feel like those, you know, sick jokes and poor taste is every nickname you've ever had at every job. Yeah. Like, um, because I know every time I've worked for a minimum wage, you know, I've not been amongst paragons of social justice (laughs) or managed by them. So, um... Yeah, I wanted it to be I wanted it to be realistic in that regard but not uh terribly exploitative. So I didn't want him to be kind of badass and like uh persevere, but I didn't know if he was going to be um successful in that or if he was going to kind of succumb to the bitterness of like what his life had become. Uh and I mean, we obviously know how that turned out, but <laughs>
0: Yeah, by the way, this um, is going to have spoilers for the campaign, so don't listen to oh this. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Whoops. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, why are you listening to the postmortem?
2: Oh, half sure did, half yeah. sure did have a good ending, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, it was yeah, yeah it was. Um. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly.
0: Man, I tried to get so, him too. Yeah. Anyways, go
3: ahead. Uh, Yeah, I was just figuring, like, uh, to play my spots at that regard. Cause I was just, I, I was really trying to test the system. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, all right, if I'm not goofy and I do what the character sheet says, can I get like a good, interesting character dynamic out of this? And so, yeah, I, it worked out. Yeah, um, it,
0: yeah. The 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 spots and chasing after extra willpower that became that drove a lot of narrative as well. I think um, throughout the campaign at certain opportunities, and I and that's good. That makes it because like everyone's not always going to do useful. the same uh, the the sane rational thing. It's like,
3: nah. yeah, the game's boring if everyone's like an optimized yeah uh, McCready character, if, yeah. <laughs> so
0: to speak. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about
4: that. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, David, what about the, any, any thoughts on the first session? Well, um, something to touch back on real quick. And I'm sorry to, uh, during the creation, um, I remember that from campaign number one, uh, from, uh, the brutalists, we ended up working with, uh, Ubik a lot. Uh, we ended up working with the moths Mm. and there was a push this time so that maybe we could possibly work with the DHQS. And so the way that we got set up, was so that we've got the mods on one side, DHQS in the middle, and Trabaho right in the middle. So we were trying to start out by straddling that line. And so here we move into the um, the first thing, the score. It's a DHQS site. We're rating it, and I'm thinking, all right, at some point in time, the mods are going to show up, and this is going to be bad. This is just going to be. It's got clusterfuck written all over it. But oh my god, it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> And that's when we find out that Caleb really does not like the DHQS. (laughs) And Uh, it just turns so glorious. Um,
3: Hey, man, I needed to try the negotiation rules. Anyway, mm -hmm. I I needed a guy with prosthetic limbs. I needed a guy that was the negotiator. And since he was talky and missing half of his limbs, I figured he also needed to be immune so he didn't immediately die. That makes sense. And when you put that all together, I couldn't think of a way he would like the DHQS. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah? And <laughs> so I, just, I just went all in. Sorry. All
4: right. <laughs> well, and what I was going to say on that, too, is when I was looking at um, backstory on Han, which he didn't really say a lot in-game because I was not playing a talky character this time around, um, I figured that his family had been killed off early which is why he had no love for the dhqs and the second that you made that choice and just kind of said your um your drug samples are in the air they should be coming to you on the breeze i just kind of went okay one very badass line two i'm with this guy (laughs) because holy shit that that's how we're starting (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, no, that,
0: that, it was a good moment. I'm not saying it was bad. I was just uh, – I know when I was designing – when I had the adventure, yeah, I wanted to play up um, the DHQS versus Moth's uh, tension, uh, cr- uh, the struggle. But I also know from the brutalist that I didn't want – you guys really fucking – I know, I remember my character hated the DHQS by the end of it. Uh, so I didn't want to make it so easy to just, oh, yeah, we side with the rebels uh, because screw the screw the government. Uh, so I had to make the moths a little dirty, which is why I had them shake you down in the first session to make it like, well, yeah, they may be fighting against government, but you know they need fuel too, and they're, you know, if you're not with them, you're kind of against them. So uh, I wanted to make, you know, make both sides. I didn't want to make it an easy choice to that, that an obvious choice that you, you only an idiot would side with the DHQ. So I wanted to make it harder to side with the moths. Um, they're both jackasses. Yeah, <laughs> they're both, See, they not at all, which is what you guys did. Um,
3: yeah, they're rich. Fuck yeah. rich people. No,
0: exactly,
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, one thing know. all my
0: characters have in common? Eat the rich people. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Sean,
0: any thoughts on the first session?
1: Um, this is like one of, again. <clears throat> uh, like in character creation, I had a bunch of ideas. And this is when I figured out why you know, there were some leanings that said hey redirect towards what cuddy became mm-hmm. um when i'm like oh hey i'll try and strike a deal with the dhqs and it was like fuck you when you're dealing with the dhqs uh which is fine actually <laughs> it was kind of funny um so it kind of helped establish a lot of the character motivations i think mm-hmm. um a lot of us were trying to pursue what we were trying to pursue uh I was trying to pursue uh scientific progress, which was always impossible. <laughs> um and Caleb's portrayal of half was trying to fuck the THQS. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of the first
0: session, I think, in any campaign is kind of like a shakedown, get used to the character and kind of realize yeah. a lot of it is also adjusting, like, cause the character you make on paper, you, you're always going to make a few tweaks between that character creation and then the first session. Cause like, ah, maybe he's,
1: he's, I, I said this, but maybe a little different than this. Right, uh, right. So, so I'd establish this meek background. Yeah. I will pull somebody off the field and fix them up on the side character. Yeah. And I was kind of trying to play this here. And then like the scientific progress, Obsession kicked in a little bit, and uh, well, then we get to the end and
2: Cuddy yeah. is rolling up with a with a revolver or something, just blasting people in the face. That wasn't even the end; that was the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, yeah,
1: it it, it progressed, it progressed. Uh, but anyhow, so like I said, the uh, now the first session kind of helped us establish a lot of where we all mm-hmm. stood, and I think we had a great uh, character balance mm-hmm. between all the players. So.
0: I yeah. do, I do remember that first, uh, and Aaron's not here to talk about it, but, uh, I do remember one of the more memorable parts being Reefer sort of defining his character and chasing willpower by taking that gadget from the, uh, fire tower. Uh, oh yeah.
4: Oh, oh my god. god. Was that the first session? That was oh, the first session? Yes. Uh, oh fuck. Uh, and that was where, uh, Caleb, anticipating that things were going to go horribly wrong, was following behind him. And the second it started to go off, just chop the backpack up with the hatchet, <laughs> almost right. with no care as to whether he hit Aaron in the process. <laughs> uh, so I would say as a first session,
1: this was like a, a resounding success. We all got a chance to shine, show who we were going to be, and it shaped how we played the future. So no, it was mm-hmm. great.
2: Yeah, that was a good point. Uh, Foster. anything else to add? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it set the tone for what Red Markets was going to be. Since that, like, since I think the game we played before that uh, was a little more, <laughs> a lot more jokey. Um, Red Markets is kind of like it's a it's a soap opera that you get to sit down watch and take part in, and I mean that in like the absolute best way. Right, it is extremely entertaining. Uh, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing about until about like maybe three sessions in, as far as like my character. Oh, okay, Other than yeah. like I'm bitter. And I'm a crazy person. <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. And, you uh, fit
3: right in. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Ta-da! Uh,
0: so, yeah, after the first session, of course, we start doing the vignettes uh, for that. And that's when we start doing the character arcs. Um, so the character arcs are obviously, you know, the listeners hear the, the, sort of the story of how the, each of these characters, uh, each member of Fallen Fact changes, uh, but... For you guys, the players, you you didn't necessarily plan the character arc that you wound up going through. Uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. You know, with the, the 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 vignettes, I think did
2: a lot to help establish who these characters oh, yeah. were. And vignettes are amazing. I love vignettes. Yeah, I've added them to everything now. <laughs> They're
0: really good. <laughs> yeah, they
2: uh, really are. Just it's character like for games.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's how you define your character without ha- in a very easy and quick way, uh, without having to go through. It's very- a lot of games, it's hard to have a character-defining moment for individual player character, but these guarantee something. Um, so, Caleb, uh, you- you talked a little bit about Half already. So, um, what- what- the- the character arc that Half had versus the character arc you thought he was gonna have at the beginning of the campaign? Uh, what- what- what'd you, what, what- was there a difference or did it surprise you?
3: Um, no, not really, like, uh, I, I think there was a difference is that as half, like, got worse, he didn't get, like, less charismatic mm-hmm. or anything like that. I thought he'd be, like, a little bit more savage with everyone, but, um, I found it interesting, and maybe it was just metagaming, but I if, I thought it was a good um, character in the long run, is that, like, I always got the feeling with half that as the negotiations went on and as he dealt with more and more <laughs> NPCs, like he stopped uh, feeling that uh, human interaction was real. Like he was being real with the crew when he screamed at them. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's that horrible, nasty shit because his life was falling apart. But the sort of, uh, you know, still going along, still got a hustle kind of side of it. Sort of desperate, desperate, Willie Loman salesman side of him. Uh, like getting stronger as it went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I didn't really anticipate. I, I really like the first picture that Patsy drew um, of Fallen Flag mm-hmm. uh, before he'd finished listening to the whole campaign because, like, it shows half-smiling even though it's the drinking session <laughs> before the Mr. Joel's. Oh, yeah. And that's what I love because, like, oh, there's a camera. I smile now. And it just, like, the way I view it on the yard, it's just, it looks so brittle and fake
2: um
3: and i and I love that like the art at the top of the campaigns in age now when he's just like staring into the middle distance and polishing his gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's where he's really at, um so he had a he had a a sort of persona, a facade that I didn't expect to keep up mm-hmm. uh but that's that's how I saw it uh the thing I remember most about the second job was you and your fucking eggs. I've never wanted. <laughs> <laughs> to shoot an NPC oh, harder in my whole life.
4: Is that the farm? It's I thought farm. you were oh, going to get the yeah, half yeah. the No, was on fire. that was a great um, interaction right there. I thought honest. that it was going to be a case of all right, we get half the bounty for these. That's okay. I'm either going to set this oil on fire or I'm going to use it to burn your whole farm, your family, everything, and we'll just take it off of your corpses one way or the other. We're getting our I, bounty.
2: I can't remember. Did we kill that kid? No, he no him.
4: we couldn't. Yeah,
2: because they're children. So, it was, you weren't
4: that dead inside
2: yet. So. He was obnoxious, though. Yeah.
3: So like, no I remember on the way back we had to like there were zombies everywhere, so we lit a gas station on fire and we couldn't do anything, so we just lay down.
2: Yeah, in the, the yeah.
3: in the oh. fog yeah. and smoke and prayed they wouldn't step on us.
2: Yeah, yeah. God, I no, remember it. that.
1: That was good. It just no,
3: blasted all of our humanity away.
1: As far as the second session, one of the one of the things I remember best, I know I was in it, so, is yeah. um, <laughs> the part where half is just going. You know, I've got a friend here who can read people. What do you think? <laughs> They're trying to fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: hey. but my only regret for that second session is that I didn't throw more things at you
1: after you got the eggs. Like <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: it was enough. <laughs>
1: i think the, i think those people trying to fuck us was bad enough for us all right. Uh yeah we got all emotionally invested in you know that whole situation there should have been raiders attacking you or cult knock or the something. eggs as
2: you will we yeah. those eggs earned us a reputation yeah and we we slid on that yolk for a while we incubated <laughs> those eggs all right <laughs>
0: uh that's true, yeah, you guys did uh get a rep stock. until they came hard boiled and you had a free <laughs> meal from it i mean a delicious oh, fresh yeah. eggs. eggs uh <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. Ross,
4: you call this a quiche
0: <laughs> they're doing the best they can um, so yeah, no, that was I, I was I was really glad I wanted to have more uh, play around with the the idea of a complication every job has to have a complication so why not, instead of making it harder to do it's something that affects the job itself like, aha, you didn't know the complications you didn't know what the job was until you're halfway through it and oh, God, <laughs> yeah Uh, Because you guys wouldn't have been so angry if you had known that from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, And you would have negotiated for that. But, like, yeah, um, that was a lot of fun. Um, So, David, uh, let's talk more about the character arc for you. The character arc versus what you imagined at the beginning of the game
4: versus Han's actual character arc. Well, um, I started out thinking that Han was just going to be a broken shell of a man to start off with. And would have nowhere to go but up. But he wouldn't make that trip. Um, I figured that he's got this orphan. In session number one, the kid's got a name, but he barely knows it. He has to think about it really hard. Um, because his entire family has died. I wanted to make his life just one long tragedy conga. Leading up to the loss and then business as usual in the loss. Um yeah, I was really, really bad to him when I was writing it down on paper. Just, just saying. But um, as the game went on, everybody else kind of embraced the idea of the kid, Silas, as being a happy child despite everything that happens around him. And so I went, all right, this is going to turn into more of a redemption story. This is going to be where Han finds out that he actually is still a human being. And he's not just... A broken shell, I mean we're gonna find a couple of pieces of him along the way here and there and just make him more than just a murder hobo <laughs> uh
0: yeah, and that that was uh that was pretty close to what happened, I think uh, cause you actually did you know survive
4: <laughs> the whole day, oh yeah. And some of the, um, Wait, little things that led to survive? other things with it.
0: Oh yeah. Han survived. Yeah. Han got made it back to the recession and lived a quiet life. He had to live like basically in hiding.
4: Because, oh yeah. That's right. That's
0: right. Um, he opened
4: a tiny little flower shop.
0: No, uh, yeah, he, that sort of thing. He, uh, because he made, he made his role that the DHQS death squads didn't find him. So <laughs>
2: that's, that's right.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was good. Um, so cool. Um, uh, and-
4: and I think that, um, there was some minor influence on the campaign with it too. Um, so in episode three, I know I'm getting a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were looting the school, my vignette before that had been the fact that I needed to help the kid with his homework. I had to help Silas, but there was no more paper. Oh, yeah. So there was a huge paper shortage and that still managed to inform the entire campaign in a very small way. Uh, throughout, cause I remember, uh, one of the later ones where, um, Emu's dependent, uh, had to do, um, was doing costuming work for the, the theater. Theater. <laughs> and they didn't want to spare any of the paper to actually write things down because she was hard of hearing. Oh, yeah. That's a good and point. And so the paper shortage from, uh, episode three still managed to, Impact us a little bit later on, and I think it came up in I think was it episode six or seven? Uh, I think it was seven yeah. again.
0: Yeah, that sounds that that sounds right. Um, so yeah, no, like that's a good point. Yeah, little bits from vignettes would make it to other things. Like uh, a, a lot of the little details came out in that. Uh, the
3: arcade,
0: yeah, the, the arcade. Oh, the, the arcade
3: there. was
4: great. Yeah. With the,
2: with but, the
3: pedal uh, yeah.
4: machine for the, <laughs> the uh, bar. Yeah, and right. the theater and the round in itself uh, mm-hmm. came out of it, too, because, <laughs> yeah, because Cuddy uh, Cuddy's weird- brother <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was trying to be an actor, and Cuddy completely botched that one and made it to where, yeah, the brother oh. is...
2: I think on he multiple occasions. Yeah. had
4: Multiple occasions. I like
2: three strikes or something. I do remember that because it was <laughs> like, it was this lighthearted aside every time. And it was like, Oh, that's Cuddy." Yeah. yeah.
1: Like it, a bad it, sitcom. He just continually um, ruined his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until <laughs> that, that he eventually, probably didn't help his life. So.
4: <laughs> well, he eventually joined, um, one of the trains, um, as a traveling clown and basically said, Do you know what you've done to me as far as my acting career? The best I can do entertainment wise is to have someone throw a pie in my face. And when I say a pie, I mean a cow pie because that's what we have. I forget what I said to that. Was it something along the lines of, Well, that's what you get. Yeah. Um, it was, it was not
0: the most comforting. It was though. not comfortable. Yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> so Sean, uh
1: this uh yeah, character arc uh, for Cuddy. Uh, oh, it starts before we actually started. Um so I think I mentioned this earlier. Uh the character was not originally going to be a Christina.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: he was going to be a relatively uh stable, uh calm medic who is really more of a biologist mm-hmm. and a canary. And it was like, no, not gonna work in this narrative. Damn it. So I, uh, you know, I went, sure, cool. And, uh, after. And much Canary, discussion, uh, for the listeners is, uh, undercover DHQS agent, I believe, right? Yeah, right. Sleeper. Yeah. 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 He was going to be a guy who got me to, to send <laughs> yeah. information back. I thought it was kind of a cool arc. Um, so I got pointed towards Crusader and after a whole lot of consideration, I, everything from like a bad Peter Laurie impersonation onward. Um, I wound up with this really shitty uh, attempt at an Alice Cooper impersonation. And um, so Cuddy was born. It worked. It really a cre- worked. A creepy fucker who wanted – it just started with me just wanting samples from Tom's character. And from there on – and I, ha- yeah. I had to have some kind of crazy talk because, you know, he, he's already been kind of broken. Uh, so I invented the greater biome. And the whole plan was to still do the same thing I wanted earlier, which was to go out and uh, eventually infiltrate you know, the recession and become more of uh, an actual academic for my field work. But something happened over the course of the, the whole campaign, which I guess I'll reveal more of as we go over episodes. Um, the character changed. He got darker the whole time, especially as he was asked to do more and more. He started off as like almost a non-combatant, like the Red Cross meant something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, so he'd like literally if if I had a gun without a silencer, if I'm shooting, shit's gone wrong. To by the end, uh he is yeah, he's shooting people in the face and shouting really pro-taker slogans. Um
4: but Again, at the very beginning, he was a very. As I recall, there were the three stewards in that one episode. You <laughs> took out one of them with Cuddy. Um, I, I shot him out in the face and shot. Yeah, I
1: shot him in the face and shouted, "Your shit's mine now." <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or here's a picture of a horrible dissection. Hello, new wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He 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 descended throughout the whole thing from. I still basically want to be an academic to, uh, I'm a villain in like a future arc. <laughs> so
2: yeah, I'm kill someone with an embolism, like, like with an air embolism uh, at the very end where you, or was yeah, that, that was, a, uh, that was on the train. Uh, you guys had to kill a witness. Uh, yeah.
3: We ordered, th- we ordered him to do that. Oh yeah.
1: We come back we to that. that. was a major, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was a major, major turning point in character development for that guy. Yeah. Uh, Poor fucker. Well, no. you'd already um, ca-
0: executed one guy that you had captured. So, I mean, but I well, feel that, that was kind of a Rubicon, but uh It we- was
1: it was a little bit
0: different. anyhow. Yeah. okay. So. That's fair. Uh the it, finally uh Faust uh
2: character arc for Amu uh
0: from what you thought initially to what it turned out to be.
2: Amu went about as I expected. Uh, uh, yeah? Except I didn't expect her to survive. <laughs> Uh yeah, you guys were.
0: I mean, again, you guys make all the roles. Uh, you guys yeah. uh, weren't too. I mean, uh, I, I I didn't say you were super reckless with many of your actions. You you kind of you know had some good planning. Uh, and, I did voluntarily
2: become addicted to soma. Yeah, uh, I was so, a little
3: surprised at Amu's like leadership role she picked up near the end. Like,
2: yeah, that's it, true.
3: It seemed to me that like. Amu um, was crazy at the start, and that's why she didn't feel fit to lead this little crew. But when she started to recognize Half going as crazy, if not
2: more... Oh, like, yeah, true. She,
3: she was the sort of personality that stood up to his bullshit every time.
2: That's true. Yeah, they, they, she they she kind of became like lot. crew
3: mom. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> In a weird way.
3: Yeah, and kept like everyone together as I like socially manipulated them to near death every... <laughs>
2: I uh I do remember at a one shooting. point. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was uh, shot at least once. Except uh, yeah. McCready. Yeah. Uh there was a point yeah. where we were guarding the trains. I can't I can't remember uh which time, but uh Amu Amu was starting to like distrust. I think this is whenever she started to really distrust and like uh second guess half. Rightfully or, so. Yeah, rightly so, because <laughs> there's just been too many last straws. Uh no, I, I really liked it whenever she's like, Han, are you and Han huh? a half a couple? You seem awfully protective of each other. <laughs>
1: oh, that, that was, was actually shocking. in a barn sa- on the river down south of, uh, was it Clear Skies? Is that what that is? that what that was? Yes, when we were selling the computers.
2: Okay, then I guess I started discussing yeah, that back. a lot earlier then.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was on the way back. And I think the reason why you had a grudge against Han at that point uh, had to do with the raid on the black site and the fact that I pulled a gun on you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you were trying to basically incite a riot among the prisoners and it was you, calm down. <laughs> it, you would shoot me? Yes. <laughs> but that was also um, right after half went a little bit crazy there mm-hmm. and um, yeah. dealt with the mob via flashbangs. It was... yeah. yeah click boom now that i have your attention <laughs> uh yeah let me just assault you first um uh,
3: but yeah i really liked uh I, I really liked the sort of begrudging respect that half still had for her like as his life Destroyed around him, <laughs> just because they had hated each, hated each other for so long. It was the closest thing he had left to a relationship.
2: Yeah, uh, so, I, yeah. I really like the very caustic relationship between Half <laughs> uh, and Amu, because yeah. like she definitely still respected him because he was, despite being, not a hundred percent trustworthy, one of the most capable people that she knew, yeah. and that was yeah. like ultimately what counted for her. Uh, especially like when going out into the, into the wilds.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, good point.
2: Um, so yeah,
0: no. And, um, you know, I'll talk to Tom and Aaron about their character arcs, but they, they, I, I, I can imagine they was pretty consistent with what they, uh, had imagined, uh, from the beginning to end.
2: Uh, make sure you pick Tom's brain about McCready. I'm curious, <laughs> like what the character arc he went for there was, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> It was
0: probably similar it seems similar to Banhammer's character in Brutalist, so uh but let's talk about episode three next. Uh because that was uh also doing a little bit of world building, uh because this is when the you guys went to the school uh to get the sensors from the vending machine, but the school was intact and had uh casualties inside. Oh uh, yeah. So that I felt was interesting because um, I got to do a little world building in terms of uh, you know like who? Why is this school intact? Who are these crazy people? Of course, it was the the uh, new age uh, cultists at the commune trying to rehabilitate casualties. Or
2: oh yeah, you know. they had their yeah. crystals trying to align the chakras yeah. of the things. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that was you. You guys are, you know, and I, I, I was
0: impressed with how you guys dealt with it diplomatically. You know, you didn't just like kill everything, burn it all, loot We're everything. It's useful. Yeah. It's
1: useful to have idiots. There's much to be learned. I mean, who knows? They might get results.
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Cuddy took it. We, Cuddy. we tried everything else. Maybe it'll work. Um and I love the fact that it's okay,
2: can we talk to Moonbeam? Which one? Yeah, no, my favorite part is that there was always at least one Moonbeam on the council. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, Caleb, any thoughts about that? Um
3: Um I, I really like that scenario. It was good in the world building. I also feel like that's probably when our vignettes hit their stride. Like
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: Uh because I don't know I know my mission was to make them more serious this time <laughs> and I sort of stated that and then I tried to do it myself. Because um, I like the Brutalist a lot, but the, the, all the vignettes sort of turned into Robert Altman films, which everyone talking over each other and saying terrible shit to be as funny <laughs> as possible. Um, and uh, I thought I thought it was a, a lot stronger in the in the Brutalist, and I really think we started to get there, especially when I think that's the one where I went to the kids' soccer game, mm-hmm. and then you guys okay. just volunteered to show up as my ex wife and her new husband. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, made it uh, awful yeah. and like awkward <laughs> and I th- I thought that's when we all really started to get it it was like alright what can I do to fuck up this five minute scene <laughs> alright now it's real fucked up let's move on to the next one Like that's when I really felt like we started to get it like yeah that's how it's supposed to go
4: <laughs> and, and Faust I have to apologize too for the way that I played your dependent
2: throughout what? the whole thing um exactly (laughs) Uh, I don't feel like there's anything uh, that you need to apologize for yeah just the oh
4: the loud Howard um, has been commented on a couple of times
0: Ah. oh yeah Um, I feel uh, yeah I mean again there's not you can't be incredibly subtle uh, with some of the characters in the vignettes, because you only
4: have like five minutes to do it, so you kind of have to get paint paint in broad strokes, as you would as they would say. Yeah. So, um, well, and I'm still every time that I think of her, I think of my granny in real life, who's deaf as Beethoven, and when her hearing aids have a low battery, her voice gets louder and louder and louder.
2: Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Makes sense. Um, so. I figured
4: perpetual low batteries. It's, yeah, this, this is fun.
0: Well, Sean, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, for episode three, you were pretty like gung ho on the, Hey, well, why not try it? Maybe crystals do work, right? Uh, anything else? Uh,
1: uh mainly it was just like the experimentation. It was, <clears throat> where I was really pushing the whole, we have to progress science, explore the rate biome. You know, so, that kind of thing. Um, but really honestly, I mean, it was kind of, it wasn't a huge, highlight. I mean, again, As far as uh, the finance are great, but really, Mm -hmm. honestly, mm, I love the world building in that it gave us a a set of unlikely allies later on. Mm -hmm. We did use them later uh, to great effect. Yeah. Um, But it was like the kind of people normally you wouldn't want to team up with. Right. Right. So, Cuddy was okay. I I think what I tried to play up, I I hope I did this right, was that Cuddy really kind of hated them. Because they were, you know, pretenders to the throne. They didn't know shit. But they might find something by accident that we we could learn from, you know. I don't remember precisely this episode, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. I might have been more. Uh, uh, It was last year, so. Yeah, I might have condemned them a little bit more, but... Uh. uh, I, and i rightly should have so
0: no it, it was fine uh i was like i said i was impressed with you guys taking the the peaceful route instead of just like uh eh, screw those hippies let's take it and just <laughs> burn everything down but we can use them yeah uh um, no, exactly I, no, that- I will
3: say uh, a theme started to develop there that kind of ran through so like from the outside fallen flag is kind of a hero to the people like mm-hmm. <laughs> we forge a oh, diplomatic God. relationship with the detoxins we free slaves We saved the train multiple times. We bring eggs. Like, we free, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're actually pretty good, but we do that. Oh, yeah. We, we saved a man from a DHQS black site and brought him back. Not just
4: one. We saved everybody from that DHQS. So we
3: were, we were kind of fucking folk heroes, Mm -hmm. but we did that at the price of like, Tearing ourselves apart.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, literally killing ourselves.
3: <laughs> yeah, every every good thing we did just ripped into the lives of our families and friends, and I thought that was really interesting.
1: <sighs> we were all monsters by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, and we did wind up killing people to keep secrets, but,
3: so. but like monsters yeah. to our loved ones and ourselves. Yeah. Like, but I imagine if Trabajo's still there, like people are singing songs about Fallen Flag. Like, I,
0: I would I would imagine every Taker group is compared to Fallen Flag and how. Like, yeah. it, Those are guys you could depend on.
3: Yeah, you don't have to be, like, profiteering assholes like all these other crews. Like, you can help the people and still get... They all retired, and they're fine, because they don't know we got offed by DHQS black squads or (laughs) eaten alone in the woods. Like, Yeah.
2: Uh, I retired to a uh, nice farm.
3: You've retired to a nice farm. You're right. Uh, I started a cult. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, Cuddy became a final boss. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh
0: so yeah, that the and speaking of yeah her- heroism, I think that for me, the, the the single most dramatic, the most intense episode for me was the two part uh episode four and five, uh the eviction job uh for the gated community, and then uh you guys taking it upon yourselves to save those poor refugees uh from slavers. Uh so
1: was, was this the, the one that, that involved night? the uh, horrible incident revolving around? No, on the way out, where Alma decided to start taking pot shots? Uh,
0: yeah. You took pot shots at a drone, drawing the raiders that were um, using the drone.
1: I, I remained badly.
3: Uh, they were slavers. They were slavers. They were slavers. The and, first uh, of we, many slavers we murdered.
4: Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty active um,
3: industry.
2: Uh, another and
4: we poisoned them with um blood. Oh, that was God. bad. That was
3: me. Yeah, well, that was a
4: mistake in hindsight. <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> no, It kind right, of right, hurt us. I
3: think
4: a, it hurt us a little bit, but on the other hand, it sent a very clear message.
3: Didn't somebody get shot? Not by yeah.
2: The like,
4: Cuddy got shot pretty bad in the leg or something like that. Who, Someone, who did? Uh,
2: that? I wonder who, who shot Cuddy, huh?
1: <laughs> that was you, right? See, Amu, yeah, Amu, I wonder hey. who could have possibly shot Cuddy, Amu. For the record, Amu spent at least a few episodes trying to make up for that. Which because was the I most human thing Amu did. one
2: doctor in the town, <laughs> and you don't want the one doctor mad at you.
1: That's a good To be point. fair, that, that was a really, it was really well played. That Cuddy's like, no, we're professionals. No, no, I want to make it up to you. Here's some bounty.
2: No, let me pay for your stuff. No, really. It's fine. Yeah, no, Amu needed. Uh, yeah, I, Cuddy is unreadable. Cuddy is not a normal human being. <laughs> Cuddy is I not can. a
1: rational person, is the best way no.
2: to it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and Amu was like, okay, at the very least I can appease him. Everybody likes getting things that they want. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, no, that, that that that's a good point.
0: Um I yeah, no, I really like how a lot of it like this became incredibly challenging for you guys and very dangerous and you almost lost Han. Um oh, Yeah, and yeah was, we brought oh, the refugees yeah. back yeah. and then oh, the
3: vectors yeah. I created were running all over the fucking place. Yeah. So yeah. then we had that night where we were like <laughs> trying Sitting to keep in the house kid.
2: with all the kids. Yeah, trying
3: to Oh, yeah, I forgot the mudhead bullethead game. Um, and then, uh, we get back, but then, uh, Han is trapped. And so then we get them back and just turn around and go running back out for Han in like.
2: Is that the one where that one trucker lady sacrificed herself or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got
3: him killed. We, like, I grenaded the shit. I burned down in a suburban neighborhood. Like, oh, <laughs> damn. That's where I hit had, fight or flight,
2: too. That's where I flight Yeah, um, we had
3: nothing left. Like, we, we were, we were like, completely spent. <laughs> no was, no uh, refresh left. Like Yeah, uh, that became
2: another, like, bad point between uh, Amu and the rest of the group, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Amu. Um, is
2: fine <laughs> I'm a professional,
1: uh, yeah, and that was
0: all through the re- those were all the consequences of your actions. It all flowed from those initial encounters yeah. uh, this it, it was entirely based on <clears throat> everything there's a cause and effect for all of that uh, And i, I, I didn 't script that i didn 't anticipate that that was all <laughs> that was all of you like i was I just had like, oh well, do you, you get the choice of like do you help the people or not, and if so, how do you help them and uh, yeah, didn't we take them to the New Agers? Uh No, you took them back to uh, uh to, yeah, oh, to your what. enclave, um, and that's because uh, you know you actually dropped them off first before you went back for Han. Uh, yeah, and the,
3: yeah, uh, we you g- we went. Grenades. back. I- I I our money on yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I dumped I dumped all of our money on grenades, <laughs> and then we went yeah. rushing back out. Yeah.
0: Uh, I no, I felt that was a defining moment, like a defining adventure for all of you because like uh one, it was tense I think I, you as players were all tense throughout all of that. Oh, goodness, when, yeah. Once you realize what the complication was, it's like, well do you wanna kick a bunch of people out or are you probably gonna be dying enslaved if you do that? And if so, okay, well you guys created we're a bunch of weight that you have to go yeah. deal with. Um,
3: oh, we took the ranch kid as hostage, but, yeah, like, yeah. we didn't let him know he was a hostage. Oh, yeah. We yeah. To, he's we like, to make you're going to be a
2: great taker
3: cool. one day, kid. And I'm, like, on Nick the specs Fitt. being like, your I will Tim murder your think. son. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Nick Fit. We gave <laughs> him a stupid
1: name. <laughs> we tried to, like, make him think we weren't cool.
4: Remember that? We're yes. all yes. trying to intimidate him. When we all Oh, my God. And we rolled to
2: make him think. <laughs> and not
4: really wanted to be a taker.
0: Yeah, you should have tried to make him think you were cool, and then just because you're terrible at your skill checks. Was
2: was this the episode where McCready went on about the Oreo propaganda, and we all lost the sanity from it? I think that's the next. I think think
0: that's the next. (laughs) Um, uh, I think that's the next one. Uh, But like,
3: yeah, that was cool because like I was worried at the point of the game that like the whole like psycho opportunist. Mm-hmm. necessity you need in red markets made like moral action impossible and so I was worried it was game about just being a bastard. Mm-hmm. Uh but no you can do good things. It's just going to do terrible things to you. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. Like that that's an interesting dynamic. Like it's truly heroic. Yeah. But you're uh so we were big damn heroes all throughout the campaign, but you know, we were just
2: We paid for it.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> utterly desolated by it. Like <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> because yeah, you you lost all, almost all your resources doing it. <laughs> Han was placed placed in great danger, and everyone was you figured one out one or two skill checks end. from death. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, uh,
4: and yeah, I still think that the second that um, I got in the back of the truck, I was expecting that was going to be Han's last ride. Yeah, um, and with the situation with the house and hiding in the little Harry Potter cupboard under the stairs, I'm like. Yep, this is how it ends. If they hadn't gotten you, you would that would have been it, because I don't see a way you could you would
0: have been like, Yeah, well, fight your way through three latents or starve to death in there or um
4: yeah, that's oof, tough. Um so yeah, no, well, I might have made it through one vector. Yeah. Maybe two if I was really, really, really lucky, but not three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus a bunch of other like normal casualties. So
0: mm-hmm. um it was yeah, it was it was quite intense. I was really satisfied with that adventure and I th- I felt the campaign was on. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, you know, full throttle after that. Um of course, I also really liked the next one after that, which uh was oh, the the, uh, the cargo
4: drone. Episode so. 6. Yeah. And <laughs> on that one, um I remember when we were sitting around the table and talking about designing the score mm-hmm. when it landed on drones. Um literally everybody at the table with one exception said, no, small, small is portable, small is great, why do go for small? so that we can carry them out in our backpack mm. or better yet our breast pocket. Wouldn't that be great? Well, small. I think the two
0: options were, it was either, um, uh, it wasn't just in small, it was like programmable. So you could just tell them to go back or like that they'd have extra battery or something like that. And Aaron yeah. was like, no cargo. No, want we extra. want huge we actually, cargo guns. Was
1: that Aaron. Or was that me? I think that, that was me. Aaron. I, I think you? that was
4: Aaron. Um, okay. That was, that was Aaron. Um, you said, "Well, maybe," and then when we no, no, we may have to carry these. You're like, "Oh yeah, that's right, small is good." <laughs> and okay, we ended up with giant fucking cargo drones. I just remember like blaming myself without, without batteries. The fact that they were frigging <laughs> huge without um, batteries.
3: Yeah, we made shit on that job. Yeah, like <sighs> I think I lost money on that job. I think
0: you, yeah, you barely made like yeah, because uh, of course. The problem was uh, – and this was – I was also really happy with this because I managed to put some foreshadowing in through the legs of uh, Sean. The
1: what, was the, what was the phrase? What was the thing? Oh, that came up in episode three, I think? Yeah. Or, okay. So here's this. heres – you've already heard it if you're listening to this, honestly. Um, So you put out a deer in the middle of a field that didn't move and had what looked like blight on it. And based off of everything I've been told about blight, which Caleb can correct me <laughs> – Deer don't get blight. Or if they did, it wouldn't yeah. just be like gr- like mushrooming out on them, you know? It
4: must be an aberrant.
2: <laughs> no. No. Really, it's an no! <laughs> not a fucking deer. Ah,
4: anyway. thank you. Hey, in my defense, listening back on the episode. We I said we had to drag you away from bad. it. Yeah. yeah uh,
1: I was to gonna walk it? up and kick the fucker over. Yeah, um, we had
3: to physically drag you away
1: from it. Though. Cause <laughs> Cuddy was convinced. That, Actually, for the record, Ross, came yeah. It was a decoy, right? It was a like, decoy literally.
0: deer that, uh, that the uh, deer hunter stuffed some blight meat into. Uh, right. To make it just just to fuck with you. Uh, so how, like,
1: like fucking so Cuddy shot
2: was the actually, would Cuddy be if he walked up to
0: it? I mean, if he didn't touch it, he would, it would have been fine. Like, it's just, like, a fake deer with, you know, a arm and some guts in it.
1: Like, just <laughs> casualty parts in it. So. Cuddy would have kicked the fucker over and maybe been shot, but, you know.
0: Yeah, wasn't trapped at all. The deer hunter was nowhere there. He just put it down there just to fuck
1: with
3: your heads, just because he was crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so let me get this right: the crazy guy was right about the crazy guy. Yeah, you're right.
0: uh <laughs> um, So yeah, what were you guys thinking? Like, uh, so yeah, in the, in the, the complications, obviously, is that there is a new aberrant type, which is a uh, latent that doesn't attract, that is ignored by casualties. Uh, so. He can just loot he has he's has total access to the wastelands like he no no nothing's gonna touch him so he can just take whatever he wants and uh, I just made him of course an, a serial killer who wanted to kill other takers um, <laughs> because that's fun um, so it was
3: kind of you- crazy in that half had a bottle episode yeah. Like if you think of it in like series TV, like I got covered in the cargo tray, and then like oh, yeah. I, didn't, I was I was out for the rest of the game, yeah. just like talking to Crazy Pants while all of them like actually did the mission. Oh and my like, god, you're were, right! And I was just like trapped there talking to Crazy Pants in the darkness. There was some <laughs>
1: cross communication towards the end where we yeah did try to save you.
3: Oh yeah, no, we I got out barely, but it was it was an interesting like sort of like. uh you know cable tv dynamic because yeah. it's like let's separate the characters and you know have have this one have the long dark night of the soul while the action <laughs> takes place uh
0: yeah no that was fun i like that uh what did you guys think that after that episode you know but before i revealed it at the end of the campaign what did you think the deer hunter was
4: uh 20 foot a crazy and a six foot man
0: <laughs> okay just a normal <laughs> person
4: i mean but a serial killer um
2: uh, yeah,
0: oh, yeah what what'd you have
2: uh, I was sure that like we had slided him somehow, like oh maybe, maybe he's not just crazy, maybe we did fuck someone up, and now he's out to get us because we fucked a lot of people over, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true and I was like
4: I don't know which one it would be though <laughs> oh, that's right, i did have I thought he might have been one of the slavers. Which yeah. is why he had that vendetta. It's you killed all of my friends. Well, yeah, the whole
2: thing was like you abandoned me, you left me to die, uh, and he, he was he was gone.
0: Yeah, uh, Sean, did you have any thoughts?
2: Uh, honestly, Ross,
1: I thought you were fucking with us, and I thought it was a poacher. I thought it was somebody that was waiting for. Cause, now, follow me on this. It's a, it's I legit. It the most industry. dangerous game. Kinda. A guy who just. Lates for takers to come back with a payload, right? Mm-hmm. Snipes them off, takes their shit, sells it off like he did it all himself. He okay. looks amazing.
0: Alright. You know? Yeah. Um, that that was possible. Uh, Caleb, did you have any ideas? Uh,
3: well, I learned pretty quick in the <laughs> In my negotiations with him, that he was just a crazy asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you were either like playing with something that happened uh, before or during the crash and somebody's like backstory, or he was just, you know, a la la, you know, last asshole, s alive, like <laughs> just an utterly crazy bastard. Um, I didn't know he was eating zombies and shit.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He wasn't uh, a- eating yeah, That, yeah,
3: up in that the- part. Yeah. In the dark cave where I was being plinked at by sniper fire. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, so that so for those of you who are curious about the red market side, in, uh that was my answer to the question, what happens if a Leighton eats casualty meat? Uh well, makes him real crazy and <laughs> kind of an aberrant that doesn't that other casualties will ignore. Uh but he's really fucking crazy. So <laughs> Uh yeah, that was I wanted to make an aberrant that was, you know, could think and you know plan and like use a gun to, you know, uh instead of just the standard Ruin some you know. days. Yeah. I've ruined some days. There we go. Uh so that was my thing behind that. I wanted to change things up. Uh I'm glad none of you realized it was an aberrant until I told you. Um Yeah.
1: But yeah. Um quick question about this episode. Uh yeah. did I say something about a flying Teddy Ruxpin? I'm looking at the comments uh possibly i I, might have okay sorry i'm just looking at like what the fuck came out of my mouth um (laughs) yeah that's a normal yeah again for the listeners at home
0: uh we don't remember what we say because these are like six months to a year after we record them
1: so uh Uh, even two weeks after i said something i'll probably forget anyhow uh
0: so next up we of course we have uh the train leaving and then you know episode seven (laughs) and eight uh, getting the job to find the engineer and then getting the engineer uh, because you decided that I gave you another option too, which was to wait to get paid. And I like that dynamic of like, okay, if you just don't take a paycheck, this, you know, wait to go to the next enclave to grab that second engineer who qualifies for this. Uh, then yeah, you could do that. You'd be like, no, I'd rather f- literally go raid a black site with commandos than wait for to get paid.
4: paid uh, getting paid's important, man. Yeah, Ross, it. we're hungry now. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: By the way, your mix six track it's gonna it's gonna be a monthly. <laughs> Don't worry about it though. You can just wait for the next one.
0: <laughs> uh no You're cool I with that right Yeah I, I that's fair that's fair uh, <laughs> I just like that dynamic that you guys made your priorities you know, we got yeah you got to get paid Um And of course I mean the thing is that th- this is a pretty dark campaign but there were moments of levity I I do and not many people commented on but I do like the uh part in episode 7 where you guys are on the high tech enclave uh and you work as models for some new gadgets
4: uh to Yeah
2: Oh god oh, yeah yes. Uh, and I get to take out some of my frustrations.
4: Yeah. By throwing uh, magnetic tomahawks at Aaron. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was great. <laughs> I <forgot> about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fantastic. Uh,
2: and uh, then I stole all the food from the, like, uh, from the, uh, uh, the, the uh, table. To the yeah. Table. Uh, I
3: kind of, uh, I kind of liked our professional like camaraderie with the luchadors.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, the luchadors were great. Yeah, we were never like we were guys. never like
3: cutthroat competition. We were always like, "Hey uh, man, do what you got to do." Like yeah. we were never like shitty well, to each other.
2: Yes, we were.
1: Well, and you were, were shitty
3: all... to everyone because you were no. crazy.
1: No, <laughs> I was shitty to the luchadors because you asked me to be on several occasions. You made me drug them. Oh,
2: with, yeah, uh, I
3: forgot about that. With, my, with,
2: with,
1: with Cuddy's pre crash antipsychotic medication.
3: Well, man, um, here's the thing we didn't get fucking caught, so our legend is still good.
1: And then Cuddy was terribly excited about hiring them to go out on a job where half of them died.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, because by that stopped. time, he'd already been like
1: implant. a total fucking murderer yeah, and yeah. Uh, a total psycho. So. Thanks, Half. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, was I the one that hired them? Yeah, was it Cuddy and I that hired them for the hearing and I a hearing aid job? Yes, or? it yeah, was. And Cuddy, yeah. was yeah. Cuddy also made sure they had their uh an UBIC. Okay, on.
3: to be clear, you knew there was a fucking gangly in there and you're like, Oh yeah, go in there.
1: <laughs> this was that I believe- was
3: not my doing.
1: I believe this I was after- saw that job
3: and I was like, No, we're not doing that <laughs> under
1: any circumstances. Okay.
3: And what? you're like, I, I know, I'll subcontract. Let's,
1: let's address this one. Actually, okay, out of character, Caleb, thank you so much. Um, you saved the group. did a great job. In character, I believe my statement was, God damn it, stop undercutting me! Anyhow, <laughs> something like that. Um, and uh, Cuddy, yeah, he felt for his new goal after becoming a newfound uh, psychopath. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so he was terribly excited about things that you should never be excited about. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I do
0: like, yeah, uh, the other taker groups. Uh, I got to use them. Of course, one taker group, uh, the bikers or the renegades or whatever I called them were just used as the obligatory characters who are killed to show how badass the villain is. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah. victims of the deer hunter and i know you guys were really creeped out when you found their bodies <laughs> uh, oh yeah yeah so
4: that was that was fun Put the deer skulls on their heads and it's yeah. like wait a minute oh. those, those guys were pretty good i mean friendly rivals because we're always friendly with our rivals because we don't want to piss them off and have them kill us all in our sleep but yeah. um yeah I remember that. Uh, I like that. Uh, of course. And
0: yeah, the luchadors, they're very chill to you and they were very polite. Uh, good uh, were...
4: because There were times when we were working like the same job, like yeah. um, we were the in train. the scout car with them. And so know, to be f- we'll be nice to these guys. They'll be nice to us. And if there's ever a job that's so big that we can't do it ourselves, we know who we can just kind of tag. It's, Hey, you guys come with us. Huh? We split it. Uh,
2: I do remember that they rubbed Amurong a couple times, and I don't remember why. Uh, I to, they to be
4: fair,
1: we uh, there are several occasions where we were uh,
2: outside of Cuddy's
1: influence. <laughs> they, we were kind of shitty to them. Yeah. So, uh, well,
3: we spent most of the time on the train just getting drunk. I remember I bought a bunch of hooch to share. Oh, yeah. that's oh, right. Yeah. And I then I had all, like, and then I drunk dialed my wife.
2: Oh yeah, that, one was of so <laughs> that was
3: the worst vignettes ever.
2: That was it. Feels good vignette because it was like, oh man, I this is I am like <laughs> God. What what's the word for like being embarrassed on somebody's behalf? Yeah, like <laughs> twice like removed. Yeah. I'm embarrassed for the character you're playing. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, so yeah, I like Falucci. Yeah, they're just good Catholic boys, you know, just trying to earn a living, <laughs> just trying uh, to wrestle their yeah. way into success. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, of course, then there were the the wild geese, the uh, the Catholic oh, black right. uh, You Didn't guys we were just kind of some... like standoffish to them. I don't remember a whole lot of. Well, people.
1: They, they
3: were recruiting to children me? to be
1: zyder. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Did we sell something right. were... to them? That's right, they were. I thought we had. We sold something yeah. to them. Probably. Yeah. Uh, no, no. You, hired you, hired
3: some... them to you, you hired guys them uh... to clear something for your retirement plan. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, I, I hired
4: for... them to
2: clear the place for my farm. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one.
4: And Cuddy also hired them to clear out the silo that would eventually become his cultist. Oh, right, which has probably been overrun by now. Uh, that's just that's what
0: that's just you know after the epilogue that's it I, I don't have it That's part of Caleb's next Kickstarter campaign there you go um, kill
3: Cuddy there
0: yeah. was one other group
1: that's um,
3: a, you're you're somebody else's Mr. Jules yeah exactly oh, probably, probably. going yeah. to that fucking house of nightmares hey,
2: I <laughs> gave you material man yeah, what it's, would you say gratitude worth in there like what would outweigh the dangers you would have to go through like, I want to retire
3: to be the doctor. From day of the dead
2: <laughs> no no better
3: yet,
4: no, ready, no, really, legitimately uh research that dhqs wants yeah okay uh, that data is worth tons and tons of bounty because yeah. he's probably got data on a crap ton of aberrants especially you're, you're cons- like a today.
3: deniable yeah. scientist like how we fund terrorist organizations oh, geared in the right direction like sadly well, i didn't shoot him we just gave him a bunch of guns
4: like, <laughs> i just gave him no. a
3: bunch of petri dishes and vials and shit uh, when what do you, do you think about it on him
1: <laughs> when you put this all together Cuddy's arc didn't change as much as you think. It just got more severe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was going to come back and report a bunch of research on, you know, all this. Mm-hmm. Instead, he generated the research, <laughs> you know, so.
0: Um, there was one other taker group, I remember, and uh, I remember you guys were kind of didn't like them too much. The Lifeline admins uh, who, who ran the Lifeline forums for the area. Oh, them fucks. Uh, yeah, they were professional <laughs> and competent. Yeah, and you guys are like, oh, fuck those assholes. Didn't
2: they steal something from us once? Probably. A job or something?
4: Uh, uh, well, they were bidding for a similar job. Yeah. That's right. And that's why we went, fuck those assholes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, we didn't actually much. burn them directly, but we burned their reputation pretty fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, to be
0: fair, they're not as. Me- like, I realize now, anytime when I make uh, taker groups, obviously, NPC taker groups, they need to be painted. With a broad brush and just be more memorable than professional guys with guns and skills, you know, like they need yeah. to like be a death cult or luchadors or bikers or what are you talking something. about? Luchadors is skill. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> well, luchador <laughs> right? is a great skill. Uh,
2: I'm leaving this bike. <laughs> <yeah.
0: laughs> uh, so, uh, you raid the the black site, you get the prisoner out. Um, and that was
3: a really tense combat. Too. Yeah, you did a good.
0: That. Yeah, that was that was again like a few bad dice
2: rolls. Uh, you, you could have like, I feel like the each of the sessions sort of escalated it in uh like what point we were fucked from. Like the first <laughs> session it was like, oh things are going good, oh no, Caleb. And then the second <laughs> session it happened sooner, and eventually it just started where we were fucked from the beginning. <laughs> and that was uh that was great. Yeah. I
3: love that fight oh. that we were just like throwing flashbangs and then like it was just smoke and leg shots and wrestling oh, on yeah. the ground.
2: Like a million and fuck, leg shots. Fucking, yes. um, you were and, just, like I, I just <laughs> yeah. like, I need to change the rules. This was and, the one- and,
3: and oh, then sorry. uh you guys were getting peppered by machine gun fire down a corridor and it just was a fucking clusterfuck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry.
4: Aaron and Faust were uh, down the corridor and just getting fucked over. Uh, We were fighting what we thought were three tough soldier types, but were actually three DHQS stewards. Uh, There were actually four of them, but one of them died when we blew the wall. (laughs) Thank you for that, Caleb. Um, But then we proceeded to just kneecap the fuck out of them until they died from having no knees. Outside of that, this was the episode where Cuddy took a level in badass –
1: and yeah, stop being the guy that, st- that sits in the back. He actually like walked up, shot a dude in the face, and shouted to your shit, "Is mine?" <laughs> this was the episode where yeah, did, uh, things went from him. fucked up. It was a it was a pistol. It sounds pistol, but this was the episode where shit went
2: horribly wrong. So uh, I think
3: this is also where uh, Amu lost all truffs for half because like I just sent you down the corridor. Yeah,
2: no, <laughs> you're yeah, yeah, you're like go down the corridor, and this is also whenever I absolutely uh, decided that. If at any point it became inconvenient, I would off Aaron's character. <laughs> because, so there was a point where Amu was like, okay, you have to trust me. We need to run down this hall. And then his character admittedly, like, it, it's what his character would have done, was just like, no, I'm not going to trust you. Yep. <laughs> and that just made so
3: exponentially. Uh, but then you also got pissed at half again when we left didn't we leave Aaron behind?
0: You did leave Aaron behind. Like,
3: there were helicopters coming in. We had, like, rescue oh, yeah. people and all the shit. I'm just like, oh, yeah. we can't fucking wait for him. we we'll are leaving.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, no. If I
3: fail to series... check, I'm like, flight, no, I'm gone. We're gone. It was
2: a series of, like, wow, I I could get ditched at any minute by these yeah. people. <laughs> uh yeah and that was the that had a really good scene with refurb in terms
0: of him uh getting back to the enclave with that sketchy treasure hunter guy
2: oh yeah the weird guy that was great yeah. algernon
0: uh, yeah algernon that's it um so that was that was fun uh and it worked out fine. Edward Edward made the right choice to trust that rando guy uh yeah, that turned it turned out i think it, it turned out okay um And then, of course, you guys had this huge cache of computers and laptops and hard drives and things that were all encrypted. You couldn't sell. (laughs) Uh, Not on the open market, but you could find a buyer for them, uh, which you did to the moths. Uh, And, of course, you can't have to do this in secret because if anyone finds out you're selling this shit to the moths, the DHQS will put very large bounties on your head. So the whole night session was you... Not taking any jobs, but going down the river uh, to sell them during a, a thunderstorm. Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. getting back
2: without being detected.
1: And this yeah. was the episode where uh, Amu asked us
2: yes. thing. Now, I, I remember exactly why now. Because it like Amu was like, okay, if half is just favoring people, then fuck it, I'm out. Because clearly I don't have anybody's favor here. Mm. I cannot afford to compete with anybody. As far as like uh, heart strengths go mm-hmm. you shot me <laughs> I didn't shoot you I shot Cuddy <laughs> you you shot Cuddy earlier <laughs> um,
4: to be fair you shot Cuddy first you shot me second <laughs> Yeah, Cutting I'm pretty shot. sure you also shot half at one point, maybe.
3: I don't think I got I shot. No,
4: no I, I, think she, I, I think she
3: threatened to multiple yeah. times. I threatened Oh, yeah. There was the threat in there.
1: There was the point where Cutty yeah. shot Amu. I didn't shoot Amu. No, Cutty shot, uh, shot. I uh, think it was Han. I think. Yeah, Cutting 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 shot Han early during a rescue attempt. Yeah um uh-huh. hey we're gonna rescue a guy i shot him
0: yeah i do remember <laughs> earlier on the campaign you guys were leg like, it's just some casualties in a field and that turned into a fight that <laughs> went really bad really quickly because you guys crit yeah. several times uh which i liked it, it kind of showcased the systems like every you think you're fine you think you're good and then everything's on fire uh, i
1: think it was the drone yeah the, the, the power amu shot the drone yeah no that
2: was that it maybe that was in that. a forested area yeah it was uh, also,
4: slightly before the uh, drone when everything went to shit and then when we saw the drone that's why Amu went oh fuck this and shot it. Because yeah. it's nope, this is going to be a big fight later, we're going to take that drone out now. David, uh, yeah. let's be fair we were playing Red
1: Markets it all went to shit
4: before we started. <laughs> uh, well, you yeah. kind of
1: the premise of the game. Uh, yeah. so, I, awesome. I kind so.
4: of agree with the uh, escalation of okay, oh wait, now we're fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so I like- with episode nine, it was okay. On a scale of one to ten, how fucked are we uh, when oh, we take the mission? We've been fucked from the start. <laughs> that one was eleven from yeah. behind, unrelenting with no lube. Yeah, yeah it's just it was awful. Uh, one thing I did, fun. Think, uh,
0: I did like about this this particular arc was not only selling the data and getting back, but was this was the point where you guys went really dark in order to keep your secrets, like. In order to maximize your survival, you you were like, uh, we need to kill. You had to kill two witnesses, uh, essentially. Uh, One was just a random taker who had been hired to find you, uh, and you. He
3: did shoot at us. Uh, Well, well,
0: I think I don't think he did. Well, he may have, but you captured him and he was unarmed by the time you executed him and threw his body in the river or hit it. uh,
1: This this was the kid that we killed. uh, in it cabinet. Yeah, it was the kid we killed in the
4: burned-out
1: building. Yeah. For the record. Cuddy, oh, yeah, Cuddy was told to kill him, and Cuddy hesitated. Well, that was
0: the uh, – okay, so if that was the first witness killing. Uh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, and you the were second, actually
1: told, take care of him. I didn't know what that meant, and I was trying to find a way to make him live. And then the second one, I failed all kinds of roles and decided I rediscovered what being a doctor meant. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> the best part. Uh,
0: so, yeah, when you guys get back on the train, you figured out one of the assistant conductors – has uh, got you know uh, had a drone follow you. I think it was Drone
1: Punk. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Drone Punk. He got yeah. hit with the shrapnel that oh, killed. him. Yeah, Krap-
2: because He put a grenade in his drone when he tried to steal shit from us. Well, he's, yeah. he, he, well, to he tried
3: to steal shit from us. Oh, yeah, Blackmail. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: Theft. Totally Blackmail.
3: okay. Fine. Yeah.
4: Well, no, no. Here's the difference. If it's theft, he's stealing one time. Blackmail, he's going to steal from us every single time unless we kill the blackmailer. So we, since we have no idea who he is, because blackmail requires secrecy, Caleb's plan was perfect. It's, okay, he's going to get what's coming to him when this explodes in his face. Mm-hmm. And plans, I think you even said, don't worry, you're getting what's coming to you.
1: Plans being perfect doesn't deny the humanity of the situation. So after it didn't work, um, and I was assigned to murder him as a, doctor one of my few human points <laughs> and i failed all my fucking ro- anyhow yeah um i personally felt that was like that Cuddy turned a little bit before that but he could have come back this oh, was, that was the point of our went, turn this is like oh fuck it i'm just going balls out with this um that Go was when it went comfort. from yeah i was like i might start a cult to, I am the cult. So, yeah. uh, good point. Which good is thing. sad because his Cuddy was probably one of the most stable characters, uh, sanity points wise, in the oh, various yeah. fields.
2: well, he, okay. He was meticulously
1: I like maintained. Um, I feel
2: like there's a difference between Cuddy's sanity points. Like and normal people's sanity points. Yes, actually, I'm gonna. <laughs>
3: a, there's an exchange ratio. I'm gonna yeah. back you on that That's one. Like Bitcoin
2: to
1: Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Canadian sanity points. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <It's> like yen. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, you I mean hum- a couple hum- zeros hum- off the end there, and you the get... dollars.
1: Dollars Oz versus dollars US. I don't know. Um, it, it wasn't the same currency, yeah. but I mean, as far as the system went, he was meticulously maintained. The problem was. Uh, his end goal changed. Okay, so
0: that was the point at which it changed.
1: It, it, well, it changed like a little bit before that, but it was like an uncertain point. Like I was already clearing out the silo, but it could have been an actual like research hospital. ability that the yeah. DHQS could have tuned into, and maybe we could have maintained some control. Like control. Mm-hmm. This is when he went like full balls out. No, <laughs> we're going to research how far it goes, and um. Which led to the like, I find somebody manipulating, uh, turning, like making a chain of, uh, infected, and I shout saucy dick waffle because they beat me to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I felt that was the, that that was the real turning point for him. So. Uh interesting.
0: I like Yeah, no, that that that's an interesting point, you know, like you you your character cru- crosses some sort of line and you realize, oh, well, this character is really like this, so I really need to emphasize that more in
1: the future. Uh, he can no he can no longer be a human being after that point cuz yeah. now he went from like I've killed people out of necessity, I've poisoned people, yes, but they lived to no, I'm a straight-up murdering motherfucker.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Yeah. Um So the only Absolutely. Yeah. The what? Happens to the
3: best of us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caleb, are you admitting something there? <sighs> no. <laughs> so you only had one job left, uh, which was the seven samurai job uh, in Big Sky Country, uh, which was done through a lot of different factors. Um, and this was also the time where you didn't do the hearing aid job because you didn't want to face another aberrant. Uh, right. So, yes. Um, yes. Well, of course, you didn't know you'd already face an aberrant at that point. <laughs> so, well, oh, yeah. True. Um. Uh, any anybody uh, have anything to talk about the the Seven Samurai job, Big Sky Country? Because I mean, next up is Mister Joel's, which is sort of uh,
1: well, there was yeah. Caleb's flip out where he was ringing the bell and losing his shit,
4: and and even Cuddy is going, "Oh God, you're going to
1: expose us!" Anyhow,
4: <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and I thought that that one too. Um, we planned out how we were going to make the most out of the incident protect ourselves as much as we could on the Magnificent Seven, and then proceeded to catch the truck in our own trap because the person driving the truck oh. didn't realize the trap was there. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. You know, oh wait, this was <laughs> the Man Kebab. Yeah. This was, this was Man a- Kebab. Yeah, there was a
1: this pretty was brutal
0: shootout kebab. at the end, too. I uh, also,
1: that. that was the one where I said, I stab a guy in the neck and shout, I'm a doctor. And everybody went, no, you just scream. But <laughs> either way, I'm still going to keep saying I'm a doctor every time I do it. So uh,
3: uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have crushed a guy's throat on video.
1: Oh, yeah, that's
2: oh, yeah. right. That yeah, yeah. He's mod.
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot happened in this episode. Really, it was a really busy episode. Yeah. Um, to be fair. I almost died. All right.
4: But I you also managed in. to pull off a massive um, throw with a uh, Molotov cocktail. We even were hugging yeah, chariots I I fire of <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You guys were a pretty finely tuned killing machine uh, by the time you were uh, ready for Mister. Joel's, and I think that's. I got
2: those good. roach points, man. Yeah, you got those. I got roach those points. roach points. Okay. I'm good at everything.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, and on that one too. Um, I still keep thinking back to the the movie the either magnificent 7 or seven samurai either way you want to look at it it's just you do realize that like half of them die right yeah. and we all walked away from that yeah. barely but yeah david did we really all walk <laughs> away from it intact okay was that,
2: was that we the all where half walked started it was and
4: peering? or limped away and no, I started uh, hallucinating the episode before, but oh. that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where you really, really started taking it to extremes. Good point.
0: Uh, yeah, no. So I mean, if this campaign had gone on a lot farther, it would have been interesting to see.
4: Uh,
2: but your character, I think uh, it would have gone about one more session and then we would have died.
4: <laughs> just pushed yep. it, to died or imploded. Yeah. Yes. Also yes
0: uh taking too big risks uh so yeah the next one was mr doles uh again this was done collaboratively um in terms of like what two banners really stood for and uh what was really valuable about that um i definitely probably i think you adjusted the rules for it after we did that right like uh based on the wh- how we how it came out or did you caleb
3: uh, which one are you talking about?
0: The Mister Joels, like, because we did collaboratively, like, in terms of like what two b- banners really meant. Because yeah. we went around and like it was a roll-off to determine who whose story was right.
3: Well, we added different ways to do it. Yeah, like clave creation, we um, we messed with that a little bit and yeah. uh, in, in giving various options in how to go about the sort of collaborative method of it.
0: Because I remember David said, "Like, yeah, it's in a theme park in California, uh,
4: Lake Tahoe, Lake Tahoe, uh, border so, between California and Nevada, and Nevada,
0: and we're not here located in Colorado." So
4: I had, yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> okay, I failed geography that night. I was kind <laughs> of fucked up on cold medicine. Well, I mean, it's fine because I had it. Just it's it was a
0: challenge, and
3: west I west of the I, Mississippi, you know. Yeah. We uh, we already did that with the Chicago thing. Yeah,
0: so we um, West of Chicago. chicago. <laughs> yeah. Well to be fair, I think Chicago would have been nuked or taken over. I don't think that would have uh survived. Oh chicago uh, Well down
3: I'm down. talking about the brutalists.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um
4: so West of the Mississippi, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I never can change course. Yeah. Uh maybe so
0: i i you know came up with the airship idea in order to um uh have a justification that's that's why you're so focused on two banners because you had a a one-way ticket to it
2: um oh, yeah, that's right we yeah. had a wow. yeah that was like our last reprieve mm-hmm. the and one that yeah. you guys were smoking yeah.
4: on yeah
2: yeah <laughs> yes. Smoking and getting pounded on wine i think <laughs>
4: probably uh also yes
0: so yeah, Mr. Joles, um, you know I, I had to go all out, had to come up with a new aberrant type and a uh, crazy cult to defend it um, and raiders slash cultists because they were essentially cultists who have been co-opted by Raiders, and you know then they just all kinds of crazy because uh, you you uh, that was one of the obstacles um, that you had to face uh, so any yeah what what would you guys think about uh, Mr. Joles uh, Caleb?
3: Yeah, I liked it. It was um, pretty intense with all the uh, all the stuff going on. Okay. Uh, the archivists. It was interesting that you made the archivists like really bad guys. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, uh, I hadn't considered making them that like over the top.
0: Well, to be fair to the archivists, uh, they I had them. The reason why they were so violent was because they had been sort of taken over by raiders, uh, and the raiders kind of like. You know,
2: made literally them like- called themselves the Four Horsemen of the
0: Apocalypse. Yeah,
2: so yeah, they kind yeah. of jackass move. By the way, Fifth Horseman.
0: <laughs> Come on, <laughs> uh, well, that was taxes, right? Uh, yes, yeah.
1: yeah, I was down with that. Yeah, so.
0: well, we're just—it's I'm just being thematically correct. You know, it's it's a, <laughs> it's a game of economic <laughs> horror, so God. taxes has to be the end boss. Uh am I right? So
4: um yeah David It's is... okay. Yeah. We got a return.
0: <laughs> hey. <laughs> we got a refund. Uh David, any thoughts on Mr. Joles?
4: Um I thought that it uh, turned out a lot better than um expected. The look on your face when I said, well, maybe it's actually just an amusement park. You had a look of glee. <laughs> and I think it was because you were going, how can I turn an amusement park into a place of horrors? Yes. <laughs> so you're welcome for that. Um, but yeah, absolutely no poker face there. I'm thinking regardless of what the rolls landed on, it's like, no, fuck it. Uh, amusement park it's going to be in an amusement park we have <laughs> to do amusement park uh, um it was it, yeah it's a dark i'm glad it was an amusement park that, that's a great place to yeah. have a finale and the hotel of death on the way down mm-hmm. um the fact that we almost died on the stairwell oh my gosh. uh just kind of says no no we took the how fucked are we dial and just went up to 11 ripped the dial off put it back on with the 11 at one and turned it up again. Yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know how real. There's at least one of you diet here. Uh, (laughs) Just saying. If if any of you walk out of this, consider yourselves lucky. That's the way I was looking at it. That set the tone for the whole thing as just, um, yeah, it's going to take everything you guys have to survive. And we ran into um, the Aberrant Factory. Yeah. Uh, we didn't actually oh, yeah, go into right. it, but we were thinking about it. <laughs>
2: um, oh, yeah, gosh. I remember they they like surrounded them in latex or something, and uh, it was super gross.
0: Uh, they were plastinated vectors. So plastination right. is a real thing. Uh, there's a guy yeah. who plastinates these bodies to f- sort of f- – it's a clear plastic s- uh, substance uh, that uh, preserves them. So if you type in plastinated – uh, art exhibit you can see all these human corpses that have been they, they've been skinned and you can see their muscles and stuff like that Yeah,
4: or oh. just uh bodies exhibit yeah bodies um. exhibit that's it and that so, one was cool but there was another one uh, there was also the ganglia in yeah, the sewer yeah or in the water supply yeah so we ran into one aberrant and then we ran into another aberrant <laughs> and then we ran into an evil player character group of five <laughs> yeah it was pretty fun um and you guys overcame it uh but
0: uh, yeah, the, i don't know how realistic the plastic vector would be i just thought it looked cool and i thought it sounded <laughs> cool so does, does, uh, i don't i don't know if that makes ha- sense yeah um <laughs> i mean i'm sorry if i if i don't if it, it's aesthetically incorrect for the setting uh caleb uh,
3: <laughs> it's fine.
0: <laughs>
4: uh, well, th- there you go. You have permission to use plastinated vectors. Uh, <laughs> it's a thin corpse running at you, and it's covered in plastic, so your bullets are kind of ricocheting. Yeah, yeah that—that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun. I give uh, it a nine.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sean, any thoughts on Mr. Joel's?
1: Um. Okay, it's a lot of like little things. Again, the pl- uh, the multiple vectors were cool. Again, from where I was coming from, playing the character that I was playing. Of course, I had a lot of comments on you motherfuckers, you beat me to it. Um, from where he was at that point where he's like, no, I'm going to create my own special vectors. I'm going to weaponize this shit. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to experiment. Uh, there was that. So yes, I had a lot of, uh, very, uh, verbose commentary. And, uh, no, also one tiny touch that I appreciated personally is that you used my suggestion as a trap. I loved it. Uh,
3: which one was that? <laughs> uh, that was the, the malignant and the sewers, right? No,
1: actually, it, it was wasn't that the, one. No, it was that truck that had the actual uh, ID card printers. So oh yeah, could, so that you could essentially go to any DMV. Oh yeah, and just start printing your own fucking money. Uh, Shit, man! Didn't I have that rigged up as a trap then? Uh, yes, it yeah. was a trap. I, I loved that. So um, it was great. So it was like a great accomplishment. This was also the session where a lot of us just like went balls out and uh, sacrificed everything.
4: Uh, didn't yes. Albatro bite it? Yes. How did? Paul yeah. Albatro. How
0: did, how did die again? I can't remember. Um,
1: I think he
4: got sniped. Taxes oh. blew him out of the air.
1: Right. Yeah, yep. and a lot of us just went full on over the you know, over the edge over the out of the trenches attack mode <clears throat> after that yeah. which is kind of funny um and we just yeah the only reason we probably won is the fact that we didn't dig in and wait to be attacked we just went balls
4: out crazy we were yeah, we did
3: kind of run straight at him
1: yeah
4: i yeah.
3: do
2: know that i can't well, remember and i had took like on like like war
4: a, at sorry. the top of the tower and then yeah. we fought pestilence at the bottom while um Caleb was pulling the Old West Gunslinger. I'm going to make you dance by shooting at your feet, except instead of using bullets, he was using grenades on famine.
2: There was a lot of explosives in that episode. <laughs> yeah. There
1: were. We just went balls out crazy. You know, we will fucking murder you kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. For, we knew it was the end. We knew this is <laughs> it's this or nothing. Which Go out with me. It, uh, it fits in Mr. Jones, yeah. right? It, it's this or nothing. And uh, I felt that we only could have pulled it off because we did that. So yeah. it was cool. I yeah. loved it. Uh Fost, you were talking? Saying.
2: Uh yeah, no, there was there were two parts that I really enjoyed. One of them was where I thought Tom's character was gonna die when he fell from like the roller coaster thing right onto his head.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh
2: and then the second part was whenever I remembered that narrative effects can be triggered by critical shots. And I think I knocked somebody close to the edge of the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And then um it was either Refurb or Han that pushed them off the rest of the way. <laughs>
4: um, actually, no. It was Half because that was Half. the moment where Half grabbed Death. Death was right at the edge. Death oh, yeah. Death grabbed his arm and Half says, you can have it. And then just yeah. pulls the strap and lets him fall with the arm yeah that's that right. was
2: so good that was
0: pretty uh dramatic um so yeah no i mean you guys uh you made your roles you you uh had a you know uh were appropriately aggressive you uh uh made the right calls basically so yeah you you, you nailed mr joel's um i thought it went well uh and so yeah the epilogues um I, uh, Caleb, you gotta talk about your epilogue, because I even tried to save half uh, a little bit. I did,
2: too! Yeah.
3: (laughs) I know, but it was like, I mean, if you put it on the dice roll, it's the dice roll. I put it on the dice roll, and that's what it was, so. I, uh,
2: no, I I wasn't necessarily trying to, like, I was trying to save him, but that's not necessarily the result I wanted. Mm -hmm. I just wanted the most dramatic result, and I thought it was interesting for half to turn down help from, like, everyone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
3: yeah he was done uh yeah. it was it was it was over in the
2: in the
0: alternate universe uh when the die came up better uh what, what 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 would have happened uh what would you have narrated for half uh had he gone had his uh family gone back for him
3: i mean it would have been pretty similar to um what i did in the dream mm. vignette uh talking about like he sort of lives life quietly and uh, you know, tries to take care of his kid, and you know, keep under the radar about being immune and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that just wasn't in the cards for him. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. All right. Uh. So yeah, no, I felt that you know, very haunting kind of uh,
2: epilogue for yeah. him. Yeah. So very. Bad end. Yeah. <laughs> it it was really
0: well done. It was very well done. It uh, was. It was uh, probably the most yeah dramatic out of all of the endings. Um, except of course very whenever much. we do the follow up one shot of you know uh, art. You know uh, uh, let's see here um, going up the river to kill Cuddy. You know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, my only friend. Apocalypse yeah. um, <laughs> Now remake, you know, with Kurtz yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Cuddy Kurtz. Yeah. Um, so, uh, David, any any thoughts on Han? I thought his epilogue was pretty uh, appropriate. You know. Um...
4: Oh yeah, um, I kind of see the fact that he's finally got to the point where he can put the gun away, put mm-hmm. the bow away. And even if he's going to spend the rest of his life laying low, I think that he can actually be happy again. Mm -hmm. And so I pictured him eventually dying, surrounded by adoptive grandkids at this point, because, you know, Silas is going to have a life in the recession. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's he gets to die an old man in his bed. Okay. Yeah. Which... He's a pretty rare privilege in, in red markets. In red markets, yeah. that's, yeah, almost unheard of.
0: Yeah. Uh, of course, Cuddy, yeah, uh, Sean, you're you're an, <laughs> you're a final boss for someone else's Mr. Choles. So.
1: Uh, again, it started off, it yeah. was not going to be that way. He was going to like live this happy, calm life where he was just going to contribute to society and the world. And, you know, I guess a taker's life is just that fucking rough. Yeah. So, and uh, logistically speaking, you know, logically speaking, I just really thought about Everything that our characters went through and no matter how much the stats say that he was stable, that's not reality. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, he went sour. He went megalomaniacal. And, uh, I, I'm kind of happy with the idea that he's, uh, a latent, uh, cult leader yeah. for some subsect of the, uh, crusaders. Even other Crusaders probably want to fucking kill him. Oh no,
0: um, that's going to be the client for the job
1: where they they go to you. Yeah, uh, he's gone. He's gone wrong. He's a uh, an apostate. Yeah, um, his methods are unsound. You know.
3: Yes.
2: Like <laughs> wow. From the Crusaders.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. but uh, when we say they are unsound. Believe us, they are unsound. Like. Top ending was he goes back to the recession and he publishes and he's somehow accepted and everything's wonderful. He's escaped it all and he's just in a. He's, it's all an ideal now. Middle ending is what I accomplished. Worst fair, ending. If is. you went
0: back to the recession, I'd still have that role to see if the DHQS figures out who you
1: are and puts a cap oh, yeah. in your head. So you could be like, oh, I've published. Thing. And, yeah, we'll call, we'll, we'll, call, we'll call it the middle ending. Yeah. Worst ending is. Uh, the one you got, <laughs> probably he probably becomes an aberrant. To be fair, um, at this point, did
0: we canonically say that he get he gets uh convert he gets infected and turned into a casualty, or is he just a latent?
1: I feel like I sa- we did. I said latent. Okay, latent. Um, I said latent. So the idea is he shows up to a group of takers, pulls off his sunglasses, his sclera is black, mm-hmm. and he says, "I've got a job for you." Yeah, you know, kind of thing. Um. But yeah, no, he's like a job giver slash villain, potentially. So uh, you're welcome. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, I, I again, my original plan for him was very different. But uh, I I kind of like where he ended up. I think it's more. Uh, no, it's more good. To, interesting.
0: Like it's a gaming role playing games are, are collaborative, and so like just right. You have to take input from what's going around the table to to modify your own contribution. Almost
1: so. death. No, I, I like where it ended where like ended up. I thought it was pretty cool. So it was fun.
2: Thost, uh, uh, any thoughts on
0: Amu's? Uh,
2: I was, kind of I was completely melancholy. yeah. That it that that happened. Uh, I did not expect to succeed on that at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, I thought Amu, had a ve- Amu and Athania had a very good ending.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's still kind of bittersweet because, I mean, it's a very kind of hard, you know, hunter-gatherer kind of farming life. So uh, they have... P- but it's
3: better being a taker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it be- yeah. It's better I- than
2: being a taker. I uh, feel like it's also, like, one of the few ways that uh, Amu would have been able to, like, really be happy. Yeah. Uh because it would it's one of the few places that would be quiet and away from other people. Yeah. Uh which is which has been the uh the two biggest problems in her life, <laughs> loud and other people.
0: <laughs> well then yeah, I guess that yeah, it's all in the eye of the beholder. So um that's true. So I I I I liked it too. I liked all the endings. Uh and yeah, we'll talk when I when I get a hold of Aaron and Tom, I'll uh do a uh, thing talking about their endings but hold I the felt it uh- again. Uh, McCready
1: was he got back to the recession and uh, um, got assassinated. Yeah, and he he was, bombed. Yeah, God. Uh, yeah, what, he, what uh, was, for the what record, was, Reed I, Reed. I personally imagined the the uh, Lou Reed song "Perfect Day" yes. when he was being bombed. <laughs> so I could. I thought he was hit by a car and
0: like he. Yeah. You know, spying I forget. Broke. So like, even though he was a vector, he was just crawling along on his hands. So, he, <laughs> like, he was not even a threat. So... Um, or he's at the bottom of the ravine or something like that. So... Uh, yeah. And
2: what happened to Refurb's character? Uh, Refurb
0: just, I think, became a full-time mechanic. Like, he built a vehicle oh, to go okay. around being Mr. Fix-It. With oh, yeah! Sister. He finished the truck, the rail truck. Yeah. Uh, I totally forgot about that. So, <laughs> he's just working for a living in just in a nice... Oh, man, way. bummer. Yeah. I guess do what you love, though. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, he, he's not quite, he doesn't have to get shot at all the time, uh, which is an improvement. So, um, uh, um, so that was Fallen Flag. I, I had a great time running it. I think it was one of the, it's been a really rewarding campaign, uh, for everyone. Oh uh, yeah.
2: Fallen Flag is one of my there. like favorite campaigns of Two all banners! time. Yeah. Yeah. Two banners! Yeah. Thanks Two for playing banners. guys. You guys. Yep. It was that really was. awesome. It was amazing. Um, yeah. so, two cute. banners and the Delta Green game with Dom are like probably two of my favorite games <laughs> of all time. Uh,
0: yeah, God, Steve. Um, Caleb, any thoughts on uh, uh, Red Market as a game after you've experienced it as a player through Fallout? Uh,
3: I really enjoyed playing in it, and, I mean, that was the ultimate goal. If you're going to design an RPG, is you should probably make something um, you not only want to run, but because you can't get into the into the book with people, but, Mm -hmm. um, something that, uh, you want to play in. And I really enjoyed playing it. half's like one of my favorite characters. It feels weird saying that and really like self-congratulatory and gross, but
1: (laughs) it's true. Uh, Yeah.
3: And, uh, it's one of my favorite campaigns too. And like, that's, that's the design goal. So, I mean, if red Markets succeeds, uh, and gets past all the the businessy printing stuff we're coming up on, I mean, it will be a game that people play because of you guys in this campaign, and I really appreciate it
4: oh. Woo. when yeah. it succeeds, Caleb not if
3: yeah when. Oh, okay yeah you well. not, <laughs> take breaths. there's not enough wood in the world to knock on
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh it's his mr Joel, so you don't you don't you don't talk about. Oh, yeah. it. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. so instead of red market you say red mar- instead of two banners you say red markets. Red, yeah. markets red markets red markets all right red yes. markets one forty two r v p r uh talk to you guys later bye, bye.